We paid our interns, okay? Intern was a job. Just because you're paying a person doesn't mean you should go fart on them. Hi, I'm Steve, and this is Then You Ruined It, a podcast where me and Jason try to get through just 20 minutes of human interaction without, well, ruining it. Buckle up, folks. It's going to get bumpy. So I fade in and out of following professional sports, but I really like youth sports. So this is going to be about youth sports because my son is playing baseball again. Weren't able to do last year's season, but the season before that, there was an episode that we did about how much I hated being an umpire because being an umpire is hard and stressful and you smell catcher farts the whole game and you fart a lot and all these stuff. There's a whole episode about it. What? I, I, I just like the fact that a guy has to squat, so he has to fart. It's like, catcher, squat, <laughs> fart. Umpire, squat, fart. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens. I, I, trust me. I'd, squat right now yeah. and you'll fart. No, you're out in the outfield and you get I low enough. I you not you're, to. You're going to fart then too. Or infield. I, I, get ready for the ball. Fart. <laughs> Whenever you see like the ladies doing the sexy dance where they drop it real low, I just assume she's farting. Oh, I just assume that's what it's for. My wife, uh, again, small tangent. My wife told me about uh, when she was a chemist. They have uh, what's called the hood, which is you know you have over a stove or whatever, but it's where the air gets sucked back up, and it's to where when you're working with chemicals, you work there in the hood so that it, the chemicals get sucked right up into the air and then out, out ventilated out. You don't have to worry about it. All chemists, apparently, it is a a known thing that you go over and you fart in the hood. So literally all day, you would see people go over there not to like start up the hood and like do an experiment, whatever they need to do. They would just walk by and flip it on, <laughs> lean in, <laughs> and flip it off. That's one of my favorite things she ever told me about her job. That's not her current job. Oh, that's but when she did that, that's I tell people that. That, that, that is like my go-to at parties, dinner parties. <laughs> it's not even her job anymore. I just enjoy telling that story. And she's never around when I tell it either because... Why would she? <laughs> okay, so, oh. so yeah, drop it like it's hot. Fart. Play a baseball. Fart. I want to like turn on the fan on our stove, stand on a chair, and fart to get it to go up and out like the smoke does. That is, that is so much effort for you could just step outside and fart. It's doing the same thing. There's no reason. What I used to do is I would go to the part of the office where we had all the interns sit and I would just go say hi to them and fart. <laughs> and then leave. You, you were in that position at one point. You were an intern or you were new. That's not cool. Don't put that on them. Oh. <laughs> hey, compared to what a lot of people in the world do to their interns, we paid our interns, okay? Intern was a job. Just because you're paying a person doesn't mean you should go fart on them. I'm not farting on them. I'm farting near them. It's it's drifting. Uh, It's it's on their person eventually. Back to sports. Okay, yes. Back to sports. And now sports with Steve Shinny. So I really hated umping. So this year when they said, what volunteers are you willing to do? I said, I will help coach. I will help be the safety parent. I will do the game tracking. I will do anything except for umpire. Don't want to do that. Still might have to. Haven't had to yet. It's been great. What I have been doing is being an assistant coach. And by coach, I mean, I'm basically just a glorified helper. I will, like, shag balls, and I will uh, help them do batting practice. I'm, I know baseball, but not as much as the other coaches who are who, 
who know it better and have better advice. So I kind of let them teach and I just kind of reinforce and help as, as best I can. It's really weird because one of our kids, his dad is actually a professional baseball player. So it's really hard to give him advice if he doesn't agree. He's like, my dad says do it this way. And we're just like, okay, <laughs> I strike out a lot though. So, you know, <laughs> maybe listen to me instead of your dad, but also, I mean, whatever your dad did worked for him. So. Yeah, but he's he's probably doing what I did when I was a kid, which is uh, I want to be a professional baseball player. So I'm going to bat like Ken Griffey Jr. Bat way the hell up here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to hit them home runs every time. It's like, no, you're just learning. Get it down on your shoulder. Off your sh- Get it up here. Otherwise, you're never going to hit yep, anything. Yep. And that's true. <laughs> we have that problem with one of our pitchers. He has like this big routine that he goes through and he kind of shakes his arm, shakes his butt and... It's- Sometimes it works really well, and sometimes it doesn't. We're just like, stop trying to throw curveballs. You're nine. You don't know how to throw a curveball. <laughs> just throw it. Yeah. Professional just sports it ruins it for kids in some ways. It's awesome, and it's it's great to look up to your role models and you know want to be like them. But yeah, don't don't. You're not Randy Johnson. Just throw the ball. Exactly. Just get it over the plate. Just... <laughs> Actually, we have one kid who, who who he has a kick like Randy Johnson, and we're like, I don't think he needs to do that. But he's also our best pitcher, so I'm not going to tell him to stop. <laughs> Yeah, just keep doing that until it doesn't work at all, and then we're going to stop you. Yeah, so uh, anyway, the story I wanted to tell. A while ago, one of the earlier games, my son gets up to bat, and he just crushed a ball to the outfield. And they are at the age where if you crush a ball to the outfield, and it's not directly to an outfielder, if you get it past them, and they tend to, the kids still tend to play up a lot, which is usually where people hit it. There's only a few kids who can really smack the ball out there but my son's one of me smacks it out there and so we're like oh this is a home run go 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 he ran to first base and just stood there we're like no 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 go keep going keep going so he ran to second base and he just stood there like keep going keep going he ran to third base and just stood there we're like keep going and he made it home so i was like okay you need to be more aggressive when you run we need to really this is something we need to focus on because not every you can get extra bases if you run fast and run aggressively but you can't be stopping at every base so a couple games later he comes up again and he, once again, crushes the ball right in between two outfielders. And it's just rolling into the fence. And so he runs to first base. We're like, go, 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 go. He got about halfway to second base. And he goes back to first base. We're like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. He goes back to first base. And then he ran to second base. And then he, and by that point, the, 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 the ball was back. Because the here's a little... Uh, Pro tip to any other potential coaches out there. You put your fat kid at first because people just throw the ball to him. He doesn't have to go get it. Oh, yeah. No, the, the fat guy, fat kid, fat, fat everything goes at first. Yeah, yeah. So we, he was having trouble getting around the first baseman because he was right in the way and he was a big fat kid. So um, you should not say that. I'm a horrible person. I mean, hey, hey you're, he's playing. At least you're not sitting on the bench because you're the fat kid. You should be catcher because yeah. you're the fat kid. Uh, but if you can't catch, then... First base it is. At this age, you need your most athletic kid at catcher because they're going to miss a lot of uh, balls and they have to get back and get it before someone steals home. True. But anyway, so he got, he got a double and he ended up getting hit hit home. So he was fine. He, he ended up scoring. Didn't affect the game at all. But we were all just like, dude, what happened? He's like, I I missed first base. And I realized I had to go back and touch it. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. It, it kind of, and then later I pulled him aside. I was like, you could have just gone. No one was going to catch you. No one noticed. <laughs> you could. You could you could have been the first kid on your team to hit two home runs. No one else has done that. And 
and you would have always been known as the first. You would have been the power hitter of this squad, son. And he just kind of roll, rolls his eyes at me. I made him go out to another field and practice touching first base every time he ran. Listen to your but, father, um, the literal devil on your shoulder. <laughs> you could have done it. Don't you want to be the first? You want to be the first, don't you? You got to beat the other kids even if you have to lie. Virtue is dead. Fame is everything. <laughs> Says your father. I texted my dad and I told him what happened. And my dad writes back, uh, <laughs> that reminds me of a time when I was in playing in college and I hit, hit the ball out to the outfield and I really wanted a double and I didn't hit first base, but I ran to second base anyway and was called out. And it reminded me that there are no shortcuts in life and that you need to be honest and integrity and you should tell your son how proud I am that he was honest. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, my dad's cut off now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to pull my son aside and was like, son, you set the example. You are the, the true child of virtue in this house and you are our moral compass. And from now on, we, we bow to you on all ethical issues. <laughs> you overreached a bit, but good apology, <laughs> I guess. We bow to you, O Lord of Virtue. He who toucheth the first base and goes back, for he has not toucheth the first base. I mean, it's really got yeah. You got to take him out and teach him how to round the corner. Like when when you when you really hit the ball, you can't run straight at the bag because then you go you, you you lose all your momentum. Like trust me, I learned that in softball. The first time I did that and did you know when you get to first, your instinct is to peel off to the right, so you make sure you get to the bag. But if you hit it hard, mm -hmm. which I rarely do, <laughs> most of mine are little dinkers in the mid in infield. So I need to run as hard as I can to first base because there's no way I'm getting anywhere else. <laughs> and then I would hit I would hit one out to the outfield and I'd be like, oh crap! Uh, and yeah, I'd run straight through the bag. And uh, our coach, who is a much older man than I am and pretty chill, usually screaming his face off at me. <laughs> what are you doing? Get to second! Come on! Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like seeing that. Oh no. <laughs> you you don't realize how rarely I do well. Yeah, don't seriously, you? I know I'm like 30 at this point, and you're 50 something. But I just peed myself a little bit before I ran over to second, <laughs> and barely made it because I was so scared. But no, I I did learn that lesson eventually, and uh, you, you got to round off the corners when you're running. Uh, yeah, he yeah. could have he could have had a three bagger, but oh, he could have he could have made it home again. Uh, we in our league we actually put a second first base next to first base so that kids stop crashing into each other. First base is like two bases big, basically, so that there's less chances of a collision. So it's two bases wide. Yeah, it's two bases okay. wide, one base. Yeah, yeah. I've said well, I've, I've seen that for first base. I've never seen it for a second, but I thought you meant they put two no, there. It's just I'm only like, first. Wait, how do you know which one to run to? It's just first base. Only first base has. Oh, that. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That's that's yeah. That makes sense in that setting. So yeah. Yeah, there's 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 lots of nuances you don't get until you play the game, and those that's one of them. You can't mm -hmm. like, you can't just teach somebody run the bases, and it's like one got it, run the two. Like you're waiting for your, you're playing so many video games, you're waiting for your point total to finish every time you go to a base. One, <laughs> <diddly -diddly -ling. laughs> two, -ling. yeah, that's you just get moving. Yep, exactly. But yeah, it's it, and a lot of it you don't realize until you try and teach it to somebody else. That's the thing. Like I thought I understood baseball, and then now like I try and explain it to kids. I'm like, I don't know what you do in this situation. <laughs> hey, kid with the famous dad, <laughs> what's your dad say about this? 
the one lesson I learned, but I will never actually do and take to heart and actually do what I'm supposed to is the keep your glove on the ground at all times during a grounder. Like, don't come up because the ball's going to go underneath you. I lost every ball underneath my glove because I would see it run up one dude's glove and up his arm and bust him in the face and blood everywhere. It's like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. You say pain is temporary, but I don't play sports that often. Pain lasts for a while for me. (laughs) I'm good. It was drilled into us. Use your body as a backstop. It doesn't matter if the ball hits you in the throat. It doesn't get into the outfield. It's okay. Like that... That was just drilled into me. So I consider my body completely expendable at any point of any sport. I will sacrifice anything for no amount of glory whatsoever. See, that's that's totally opposite of mine. Like, as soon as the body is sacrificed, it's like, glory over. <laughs> time to go back to the car. <laughs> I will see you at home. So there's one time, I, I will quickly say, in softball, which is now still probably a decade ago. But uh, there was one that was hit so fast, I didn't have time to react. And it hopped up and hit me in the chest. It hurt like... It hurt bad, but the pain went away pretty quickly. Everybody on the team, my family, everybody treated me like I died. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you sure you're okay? Do you need to sit down? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it must have been coming that fast. I, 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 I didn't have time to react, like I said. I, I didn't have time to get my glove up or down because it just came at me and boom! And I had to scramble to get the ball because, you know, it was there, but it was still a little ways away. But I just remember everybody treating me like I, I'd, been the, I'd done the most heroic thing in my life. Like I, I was almost, I wasn't lifted on people's shoulders. Cause duh, that's a grounder. <laughs> Get over yourself. But it was, it, it, I was lauded for that. And it was just because I couldn't react. <laughs> it probably was the most heroic thing you'd done in your life at that point. You're not a heroic man. Hey, just the way I talk about myself on this podcast. Yes. You would think that. Okay. What more heroic thing have you done? I, don't, I wouldn't call them heroic, but I've done altruistic things. Yeah, but I'm not talking about altruism. I'm talking heroic. I mean, that that's not even heroic, so you can't count that. <laughs> that's true. If we're going to get down to brass tacks, stopping a grounder that probably didn't even stop a play is not... Uh, Which you didn't even stop. It just was stopped by your body being yes. there. It's not like you did anything. It was the fact that I was standing in the right place at the right time, literally. I'm not going to get into heroics. When I played soccer in high school, there was one year where we were, the coach was having us work on doing a two-man wall for plate set pieces. So, you know, when someone gets a free kick in soccer, a bunch of defenders will stand in front of it, forming a wall, covering their nuts. Classic soccer image. At this point, I was playing a, a position called stopper, which is when you have four defenders, the one in kind of a tr- diamond shape, the top of that diamond. That's where I was. So regardless of which side it was on, I was supposed to be part of this two-man wall. So the drill we were running, we had half of the midfielders and forwards on this on the right side, half on the left in a line, and they would just take free kicks, and the, we were, the defense was supposed to set up these walls and react back and forth. So basically, I had to run back and forth across the field for probably 15, 20 minutes and just have the ball kicked at me as hard as, as they could with the free kick. And for some reason, we were playing shirts and skins, and I was skins. So I was getting drilled repeatedly in the stomach with this ball. And I had one friend who's like, he was very accurate. He's like, I'm just kicking it at Shinny now because this is just way more fun. <laughs> I had so like the imprint of a soccer ball all up and down my chest and stomach from that. And yeah, it was fun. 
Still didn't wear a cup because cups were for wieners. Literally. I was going to say, they're and, literally for um, wieners. That is their purpose, to protect the wiener. <laughs> we had our kid break his cup the other day. It was hilarious. <laughs> it wasn't even anything. Like there, we've, we've had only one kid has been hitting the nuts, and it was my son. It was when the coach was pitching, <laughs> practicing buns, and he got tagged in the nuts. But he had his cup on, so he was fine. <laughs> but... And then the, uh, uh, this kid was just scratching himself. And he's like, I think I broke my cup. And he pulled out his cup and it was broken. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're scratching with a vengeance down there. So. Yeah, seriously. Maybe, maybe take a day off. <laughs> Put on some gloves and just give it a give it a rest. Yeah, I, I never actually owned a cup through all my playing sports as a kid until we were doing a work retreat where we were doing paintball. And someone said out things you might want for paintball. And he said, cup. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to take a paintball to the nuts. I'm buying a cup. <laughs> so I used it for that and, and never did again. Yeah, I, I wore one as uh, as a kid playing baseball. And uh, didn't, didn't bother with the softball because nobody's serious in church league softball. So it was just shorts and cleats that were uh, pretty cheap. So, yeah, I, I didn't wear a cup any other time. So. If I played more active sports, then you I should... probably would have, but there's no need. It was, it was kind of cool to have the little pouch, and then you slide the cup in the pouch. It's like, oh, it's like an accessory. <laughs> like a, my superhero costume. Slide the cup in there, snap it shut, pull up the pants, put on the stirrups, put on the cleats. Dressed up. Still not playing? That's fine. <laughs> At least I'm dressed for success. My package looks enormous. <laughs> yeah. All these ladies out here, they love to take a glimpse of my package. Thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Then You Ruined It. You can find more of our nonsense on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. imagine I, I, talking about your nuts gave me the hiccups i don't know what happened there <laughs> uh, that'll happen i don't know which one of us ruined talking about my nuts but one of us did <laughs>